The following message is from Temple Bible Church. For more information about the church and its ministries, visit www.templebiblechurch.org. Well, once again, my name is Brandon. I'm one of the pastors here. Shift this just like that. So one of the benefits of doing a live stream is you can pause it, you can order food, you can uh, take a bathroom break, whatever you may need. And so the next couple hours really should breeze by if you can just pause it and however you'd like. Um, totally kidding. I wish we had, there's so many hours of good stuff here in Psalm 67, which is where we are today. I did not make slides for you with this passage on it, with the intent that hopefully in your home or wherever you are, you can either pull it up on your computer or just open it and have it before you. But Psalm 67, which I'm going to read it for us now. Starting in verse 1, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you, and let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us so that all the ends of the earth fear him. This is a beautiful, beautiful passage. And as we go through life, I can think of when I was uh, maybe six or seven, and I learned John 3.16, and it became this anchor for my faith. It was just this passage that rooted itself in my heart. It really governed a lot of how I thought about life, um, particularly at that point and hopefully still now. And my challenge this morning for us is that this passage, it's part of a grander story, but this passage find the great roots in our heart. May it hook on us, may it transform us, and may we be open to that. And so as we read through this, as we talk through this, as we think about what this looks like in our lives, for our church, for our hearts, May this passage be one that transforms us. That is our prayer, at least, and I hope that we are open to it. So back to verse 1 and verse 2. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. It's very clear God is blessing his people. And then at the beginning of verse 2 there, it says that, so that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Now, this is not um, a Coke commercial. This isn't where you see someone help someone, then maybe they open the door for somebody, and then you go on later in your day, and you think, oh, that person blessed me. I should bless this person, and we open the door for the next person. Those are kind things, but this is more than a Coke commercial. In the Middle East, where we used to live, if you were to get a new car or a new home or you just get married or something you would consider a blessing— has happened to you, there's a cultural, as far as I know, unwritten rule that you then bless your sphere, your circle, your sphere, basically. So what happened is you'd go and you'd hang out with some of your guy friends and they'd show up with a big, not kidding, a big plate of chocolate. You say, what in the world is going on? And you say, oh, well, I got a new camo today. All right, praise God, this is great. And what it was is this cultural staple where you bless 
others because of your blessing. Well, those are small things, just like the Coke commercial, I dare say, that's not what verse one and verse two are talking about. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. The blessing, to be blessed and then to be a blessing is rooted in Genesis chapter 12. I have a bookmarked here. Verses one through three. The Abrahamic covenant. This is not a new idea that we are blessed to be a blessing. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great. These are big words here. So that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all of the families of the earth shall be blessed. This is not isolated to the Psalms. This is not just the Psalter saying, oh, this idea that God's blessed us, maybe we should think about just being kind and generous and sharing what we have. Friends, this is who our God is. From the beginning and all the way to the end, God is blessing his people to bless the nations. And a challenge that we have before us this morning is to think bigger. And just think bigger. Maybe if you're writing something down, just write that, if you will. Think bigger. God has been doing this for all of time, and this is a small glimpse into the historical context of that. So, okay, think about this. Anyone from anywhere at any time in the world, They follow, they believe, they surrender to Jesus as king. They believe in Christ. Their affections, their worship, their lives are shaped by the spirit. They're receiving the blessing of Israel. They're considered a child of Abraham is how it's said. In Galatians 3, verse 7 through 9, know then that this, that it is those of faith, those who have believed in Jesus, who are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, and this is Genesis 12, in you shall all the nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. So think about this. Anyone from anywhere at any time coming to Jesus are considered sons of Abraham. Genesis 12 is embodied in Christ. And it's because of this, all the nations will be blessed through Abraham's seed. So I want you to hear this. I've said it. I'll say it again. Psalm 67 is a small glimpse into the historical context of what God is doing through his people. Genesis 12 is embodied in Jesus. And just like this psalm is talking about, the ongoing fulfillment of that covenant is through God's people, is through the church. There's that Galatians reference for you if you need it. 
So something I really like to do, and probably maybe more than I should, is analyze everything. Maybe you can relate. Um, I like to dig, I like to think, I like to think why it's there, how it's there. And in Psalm 67, we have what's known as a chiasm. Just say it out loud, chiasm. Now this is a literary device, it's not new. Um, I didn't make it up, uh, it was very old. Um, and what it does is it uses um, basically a parallel system toward a direct main point. So if we look at Psalm 67 and you match up these verses, I hope it's in front of you there, but Psalm 67.1, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. Well, that's mirrored in verse seven at the bottom. God shall bless us with all the ends of the earth, fear him. We're talking about the blessing that God has given his people. And it goes down the line, so two and six, that you, your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. And we see in verse six, the earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. And verse three and five are the same. Let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you. So what is Psalm 67 about? We come to verse four. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon the earth. God is focused on his worship and he is the only one worthy of it. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. He's blessed us. Why? To be a blessing. Why? For his worship, for his glory. This is what God is after. And so as I'm reading this, I had three reflective questions that I want us to walk through today. The first one being, are you blessed? We read, he would read this all day, but verse one, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. We talked about this is not just a co-commercial. This is more this blessing that we're talking about. May God be gracious to us, bless us, make his face shine upon us. We see this also throughout the text. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We have three things mean the same thing. It gives us a clearer picture of what we're talking about here. May God be gracious to us, bless us, make his face shine upon us. Our blessing is the very presence of God. He is our blessing. In Numbers 6, 24 through 27, we have the Aaronic blessing. So God is blessing his people through the Levites. Again, not a new idea. Through God's people, through the priests, through the line of Aaron, he's blessing all of Israel. And this is what it says. It will sound very familiar. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. What does all that mean? So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. It's talking about the presence, the countenance of God. May his face shine upon his people. We're talking about more than a Coke commercial or a plate of chocolates. 
This is a wonderful, amazing thing. Another passage in Daniel 9. He's praying for the temple. And just reading his prayer. We'll just start in chapter 9, verse 17. Listen closely. Now, therefore, O our God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his pleas for mercy. And for your own sake, O Lord, for your worship, for your glory, make your face to shine upon your sanctuary, which is desolate. O my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations in the city that is called by your name. For we do not present our pleas before you because of our righteousness, but O Lord, forgive. O Lord, pay attention and act. Delay not for your own sake, O my God, because your city and your people are called by your name. May his face shine upon us. We're talking about more than just the simple blessings of life. In Exodus 34, in verse 29, Moses goes up to get the law of the Lord and he comes down in verse 29. It says, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, as he came down from the mountain, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone Why was his face shining? Because he had been talking with God. And while his face is shining from the presence of God, he looks on all of his people whose faces are shining because of flames and because of the light reflecting off of a golden calf. And what a good and great reminder that we are worshiping always. And our prayers, that our affections, our desires, our pursuits, our purposes be because of the presence of God and his blessing and not because of the things we've created or because of how shiny these things are. So are you blessed? Just I'll remind you of the chiasm here. We have one and two that talks about this blessing, but also six and seven. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. So look at this parallel. God's blessing his people. There's a blessing, and the blessing is yielded, and the ends of the earth fear him because of the blessing. Now this psalm is written pre-exile for Israel. And they've had a great harvest, and this is written to celebrate the harvest and to be a reminder that God has blessed his people to be a blessing. And so you may say, okay, well, God will harvest his blessings among us as new cars. Praise God. That's not what this is saying. The material blessings that are talked about in this psalm are a clear indication of the spiritual blessings. Do not be mistaken for the mud piles when you can go out to the sea and experience the glory of our God. The material blessings are a picture of the spiritual blessing, and it's very clear in this psalm, and do not be confused. And so we say, are we blessed? Are you blessed? His presence stirs that worship in us. So I'm a huge movie fan. And I'm currently rereading The Lord of the Rings. And so in my 
nerd uh, habits sometimes, I'll go out to the back porch and just sit and <laughs> read Lord of the Rings. But in the movie, as well as in the book, there's this army. It's called the Urukai. Hopefully there's some nerds with me on this, okay? So the Urukai come out of Isengard. They're sent out to work for Sauron, but really on their own mission for Saruman. Anyways, that's another story. But what happens is when they're sent out from Isengard, there's a white hand of Saruman. And it's on all of their armor. Some of them have it on their arms. And they're running through the woods in this movie. And all you notice is the white hands everywhere. And what a great picture. These are evil guys, I'm sorry, but this is what comes to my mind. What a great picture of being sent out, of being blessed. And God's presence, his blessing is upon us. And all over the Old Testament and all over the world, the blessing goes maybe to the eldest son. And what happens is the name of his father, the glory of his father, the weight of his father's name is passed on. And this blessing, this hand goes with him. And I ask, are you blessed? Are you the Lord's? Is the presence of God, is the blessing of the creator, sustainer, finisher of all things, reconciler, is his presence governing you? Are you blessed? Do you know him? Do you know his saving power? Do you know his way? Or maybe you're distracted. I mentioned the golden calf earlier. And these are God's people, and here they are. They've built this calf. Remember who you are. Maybe for your family that's setting a, a gospel day every year, every month. And you go around and you share how the gospel has influenced you. Maybe it's your testimony. Maybe it's just a current reading that you're doing, and you see the impact of the gospel changing you. Are you the Lord's? May there be a reminder of who we are. Maybe it's a family prayer day every month. You get together and you say, what is God doing in the world? What is our role in it? Let's remember who we are, our priorities, our decisions, our worship is on him. It's not on us. And so I ask, are you the Lord's? Are you blessed? And if you don't know Jesus, come beckon you to know the creator, know this blessing, and may his face shine upon you. His work is strong enough for your and my sin together. So remember whose we are. And brothers and sisters, repent of this golden calf worship. May our worship be known and enjoyed of our great God, because we are his. I come to the second question as I'm reading this, and I think, are we blessed? In verses 3 and 5, let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you. There is a corporate worship for our Creator and our God. And so we start and we say, okay, are you blessed? Is your surrender to the king, the creator, are you blessed? And then we say, okay, well, are we blessed? Is our identity in Christ? 
Are we a people that are just escaping hell? Is our worship for the creator, for the God, for the good and glorious God that we serve, are we in it for us? I'll tell you, I'm in it for me because I know that God is the greatest good that could ever happen to me. And so when we come together and we say, are you blessed? Am I blessed? The presence of God has brought a people to himself, and this is our blessing. So is our surrender founded in the corporate identity of God's people? Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. And are we praising God for who he is and worshiping him? I have a quote from A.W. Tozer. Knowledge of the Holy is the book that this is from. Um, It's aggressive, it's pointed. And I just want you to hear this. If it helps you close your eyes, just listen to the words of this. It's pretty brief. The great single need of the moment is that light-hearted, superficial religionists be struck down with a vision of God, high and lifted up with his train filling the temple. The holy art of worship seems to have passed away like the Shekinah glory from the tabernacle. As a result, we are left to our own devices and forced to make up the lack of spontaneous worship by bringing in countless cheap and tawdry activities to hold the attention of the church people. And we come today and we say, God, may we be a people focused on your worship and not bound and just entertaining ourselves. And so we ask, are we blessed as TBC, as Temple Bible Church, as the people of God? There's more to it than just, are you blessed? Read the psalm again and it's corporate. God is saving a people for himself. And as, our, as a body, we want our unity and our purposes founded on the just and guiding God that we have. So turn our eyes to Jesus. You know, last night I was thinking through this and um, I came up to the office, I went on a walk and I came home. And while I was away, Sarah had texted me and said, hey, there's something tapping, hitting our back window. I can't see anything. I don't know what it is. Maybe we left something out. Well, about six months ago, we invested in two chickens. And every night we kind of let them out. And then when it gets dark, they go. It's really amazing. I've been amazed by it. As they go together back into their home, into their cage. And I went back there last night, and on one side of the porch is a chicken huddled up next to my son's boots, just kind of shivering almost. And I go on the other side of the porch, and there's a chicken kind of resting on a fire pit that we have, and its head is just hitting the window. And all that we could gather is these two had been separated, and they they didn't know what to do without each other. They didn't know where to go maybe or they didn't know, they were scared. It's just a guess, but it reminded me that if you're blessed, we're blessed. And this is what it looks like as a corporate identity that we are the people of God together. And this is a beautiful and wonderful 
thing. Do not neglect your brothers and sisters. It's a good reminder for us. The last question I come to is, are we blessing? Are you blessed? Are we blessed as a corporate identity? And we see again in our chiasm, verse 4, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon the earth. So when Steve Jobs stepped out onto the stage in 2007, he showed a picture of this wonderful device. I don't have mine on me. And he said, this is the most expensive paperweight you will ever invest in. Well, he didn't say that. And he also didn't come out on stage and say, this is the best, most expensive, most technologically complex doorstop you will ever, ever buy. That's not what he said. He had a picture of the iPhone. And then he went on to explain what the iPhone was for. You are blessed. We are blessed to be a blessing. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. Why would they do that? We asked the Psalter. And he says, You, O God, judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon the earth. You are the great God, and this is why the nations will be enjoying you through your people. We're blessed for a reason. Are we blessed for safe neighborhoods? For safe and secure and predictable lives? Are we, prayed for, are we blessed for the jobs that we deserve? Are we blessed for comfortable retirement or that our kids are perfectly behaved or that we're healthy and much of our name? Are we blessed so that our name and our influence can grow in the community? The influence of Jesus, yes, but we have good friends in Ukraine. Um, and make sure you write this down. Sergey and Oksana are, are struggling with their second child. they born any day. And there's complications. They don't know what the outcome of that birth will be. And I was texting with him yesterday. And this brother, he's texting me and he says, we don't know what's going to happen to our newborn. We're anxious. We're nervous. Just pray for peace. Pray for this comfort. And then he takes a paragraph and he says, actually, while you're praying, pray for Oksana to have words to speak to her nurse that she sees the hope of Jesus. Pray for me as I'm meeting with people in the hospital that they see how Jesus provides for his people. This is who the people of God are. This is what we are for. We are blessed to be a blessing. And so we ask, are we blessing? And we have 30 plus partners overseas and this is evidence of the DNA that's in our body. This is a beautiful and wonderful thing. And this is maybe a call. It was a call to me reading Psalm 67. May we remember who we are and remember why God has blessed us. 
And I know you've seen this before, but we have, are you blessed? Are we blessed? Are we blessing? This is part of our DNA, and whether you know it or not, we have three core values, and they're surrender, community, and mission. Are you blessed? Are you surrendering to the king? Are we blessed as a community united only in the worship of our king? And are we blessing? And are we on mission together? May we not choose convenience and comfort over moving overseas, over seeing what the Lord is doing. Some of us have done that. Some of us have chosen silence and ease over clearly blessing our neighbors with the clear and evident truth of Jesus. And some of us have chosen bitterness and silence instead of reconciling with a neighbor, friend, family member. As we surrender, as we're a community, and as we're on mission together, may we repent of worshiping ourselves. May we ask that our affections, our pursuits, our priorities, our worship turn to him. He has blessed us. so that he may be known. We see that in verse 2. That he may be praised in verse 3. That he may be enjoyed in verse 4. And that our God may be feared, as we see in verse 7. He is worthy. And just as a reminder, wherever you're sitting, really whatever you're doing, if you're listening to this on a Thursday mowing your lawn, this is for you. We are blessed to be a blessing. And as we sit, as we stand, as we have our blessing as the people of God, there are villages, communities, families, cities that don't have a present blessing among them. And there is no one to invite their affections, to invite their worship to the only one that is worthy of those things. There's no one among them. And just as a call for our prayers, um, frankly, for our finances, for our lives, for our time, we're blessed to be a blessing. And may we bless the nations and let the nations be glad and sing for joy. And they know, praise, and joy, and fear the great God that we have. Will you pray with me? Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity and you guide the nations upon the earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.